Five lines from the bottom on Pevav Amad Beis, 86b. We're in the final lap, as they say. Okay. Mefarsim and Esachani, very interesting, because you're not allowed to say Lashon Hara about people, but if you know somebody's a faker, there's a mitzvah to publicize that they're a faker because of Chil Hashem. Uh, as it says, Shadamra Ubashuv Tzadik. Good morning, Richard. It, uh, we're five, four lines from the bottom on Pei Vav Amad Beis 86b. Ubeshuv Tzadik Mitzidkov Asa Avel. If a righteous person uh, does teshuva from being righteous, <laughs> he turns away from his righteousness and he does crookedness. Venesati and Hashem causes him to stumble. Let's see the Rashi on this. Shinamar, Rashi's on the left side. Ubeshuv Tzadik Mitzidko. Uh, actually, let's start earlier. Right in the middle, uh, you're allowed to publicize a person who's a faker, a phony. Those are wicked people. And they show off and they pretend that they're righteous. That's what a faker is. So, if you happen to know that he's really a faker, mitzvah, it's a mitzvah to tell everybody, first of all, people are going to say, they're going to think he's righteous, they're going to learn from him. Because they think he's a tzaddik. So you have to tell everybody, you should know, this guy who you think is a tzaddik, he's not a tzaddik. But oh, Shabbala Proteus, eventually God's, Hashem's going to send him punishments. People are going to say, he was such a good person, why did Hashem do this to him? So as therefore, you should tell everybody, the guy's a faker. And this way, they won't wonder why he gets what he deserved. It's an interesting classic. Okay. It's a whole interesting shot because, you know, when it comes to all these Lush and Horror things, now it's a whole new thing. You know why he's getting punished? He was not a Lush in the first place. Right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. interesting halach. Wow. Okay. I'm just reading the words. Okay. Chuasimuchatim. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what happens if somebody's a mukhlet? A mukhlet means that the decree against them was sealed. The God of Re- Rashi says, Rishoyim Gemurim. Not just a Russia, a total Russia. <laughs> Russia's bad enough, but it's like. He's not dead, he's really bad. That's right. He's Rishoyim, Rishoyim Gemurim. So, such a person who's like a total Russia, a total wicked person. You might have, and the word, interesting, we have that mukhlet by the Mitzorah, when, when they're trying to figure out if he really has the plague or not. So in the beginning, they just do an investigation. Mukhlet means without a doubt. This guy, without a doubt, is a, he, he's, he's earned the title. So you might have thought, why should he do tshuva? It's, too, it's not going to help. You can't fix everything. So ma'achvan apronius. It's going to hold up punishment. If he does tshuva, it holds up. Even if it was decreed that now, now here comes the punishment, it still will uh, slow up the punishment. Um, okay, ne- next part. What about if the wicked uh, have peace? It's not good for them. When the, it's a part of the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. When Rashi, let's see Rashi, Shavos Rishoyim Sofa Takala, since they are, uh, they are on vacation, what do they think about? What are virus they're going to do? <laughs> so it's not good for them to have an have a easy time. If they have an easy time, it gives them more time for their evil plots. Okay, back to the Gemara. It's a very interesting how we connect all these two. I mean, we start off time with Rishoyim Gemurim and Chanufim. 
And then and now we get to um, a person who's a rav, a person who's the uh, the leader. Vaharushus, uh, being in charge of other people, mikavrinas baleha, it buries the person. Uh, it's, it's interesting. There were very great people like the Chafetz Chaim who insisted they were never going to be a rabbi. <laughs> they were never going to lord authority over others. Rashi says Rishus Rabbanus. I know, but you think the word Rishus comes from the word Rosh or like Rishus gives permission? I'm not sure. I really don't. He's asking on the word Rishus what that means, where it comes from. Let's do the Rashi. How do you know it buries them? Shenemar, uh, as it says, by Yosef was the Tzaddik. There's no question he was the Tzaddik. But it says that he died out of all the Shvatim first. Rashim Kaba, Shenemar, Yamas Yosef Tchila. First he died, and all the rest of his brothers died. Why did he die? He was one of the younger ones. <laughs> the answer was because he was, uh, the whole world was bowing down to him. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a, um, it, it, um, it buries people. Okay. Orem niknes, we enter the world naked. Orem yotza, we leave the world naked. Levi, hopefully, the greatest thing would be, that we should uh, leave uh, with uh, the way we came in with no sin. That would be the best thing. Uh, and Rashi says that. It's almost like you think, wow, a person is leaving with nothing. Halavai, we should leave with nothing. <laughs> We're not, in other words, we shouldn't take any, we shouldn't be sullied with, uh, you know, baby comes in, they're very pure. Okay. Um, and a person, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Uh, Rav, two lines from the bottom. So uh, now the uh, being a judge is a position of authority. And again, it's a very, you decide who will live and who will die and who's right and who you take the money from and who you give the money to. Uh, and uh, therefore, it's very scary because you have to hope that you don't uh, pask in the wrong halacha. And also, people give them a lot of, um, of respect. And so it might go to their head because they are the judge and ultimately Hashem is the judge. They have to see themselves as an extension of Hashem. So even though one of the most important functions is to be a judge, a judge has to be extremely careful. I have a lot of your shemaim. So that's what the Gemara is jumping into. Rav, ki dina. When Rav would go to judge a judgment, Omar Haki, he would say the following, I'm going to get myself killed. I'm going in to get myself killed. Uh, this is... Uh, that's um, so we ended the courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And I'm writing my will and testament just in case this is it. And I'm not getting paid for this. You're not supposed to get paid to be the judge. You're allowed to be paid that if you could earn, you're, you have to take off work to judge a case so you can be reimbursed for the work that you take off. Uh, it's like you get paid for jury duty, but you're not really paid to be the judge. So these people that go, you know, so like in other words, if somebody is a kaisev gittin, he's not supposed to... That I don't know, but it's a judge. For levai shetei and I hope, my, my hope that I come out at least the way I came in. Uh, and uh, now, the, the more it mentions that about Rav, and now it mentions the same thing about Rav. Rav ki anafek, you know, he said like this, b'sivet nafshil katol anafek. He says, I'm going to get myself killed and I'm doing it on my own free will. Rashi says, but What does it mean I'm getting myself killed? So I don't know why Rashi's on the second part and not on the first part, but there's a, a Girsa issue here. 
but Rashi on top of the page. I'm getting myself killed. I'm going to carry a punishment of of hate. Shema Yishne Bedin, maybe Yiskeh, maybe I'll do a show gig. I'll mess up by mistake, and uh, I'll uh, I'll earn a punishment of death. So um, let's continue on in Rashi. Receive a base of lesu of it, and I'm not taking care of my family. The Kol Zelo, yes, now I'm giving up my life. I'm I'm uh, I'm taking all these risks. And uh, I'm not doing anything for my family. I don't make anything out of it. Um, so uh, that's what he would say before he would go. I hope that he'll come out as, as clean as he came in. And yet we have so many Batedin. Why, 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 who wants to do this? Who wants to do this? So why did he do it? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a choice. He's the most qualified, so yeah. he's the one. You okay. Got, you got, you know, you yeah. gotta have a police. You gotta have. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, some uh, the idea here is that um, there sometimes people think that certain jobs look like fun, and they don't realize that there uh, well, there's a lot of responsibility uh, that comes with them and a lot of liability. Yeah. Danger, high voltage. Yeah. yeah. Now, what happened was that he was very famous, and whenever he would go, there would be tens of thousands of people running after him to cheer him on. Amavoy is like an army. If he was coming to town, there'd be hundreds of people come out to honor him. The Rav, yeah, the one that uh, just... Uh, so he would say the following Pusik. to make. He didn't want it to go to his head. Um, really, the earlier part also was that he was taking a precaution that when he was judging that it shouldn't go to his head. He shouldn't get arrogant. He shouldn't enjoy this. You have to understand, somebody's going to lose the case. If somebody's in court, that means somebody's going to get a punishment. Somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to get whipped. Somebody's going to lose their money. It's not fun. It's never fun. Uh, so he said the Pusik that he, 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 he shouldn't lose his focus about what was important. Uh, so now this is another Pasuk. When everybody was showing him honor, he said the following, So if I get lifted up to the heavens, I should be like dung forever. Yovedu and be lost. People will say, where'd I go? Uh, this, is, uh, this is a Pasuk in Eiv. Uh, it refers to the, um, uh, um, the futility of life, so to speak. That, uh, that uh, at the end of the day, you'll be like a lost piece of dung. Uh, Rashi says, He said that hopefully he wouldn't get arrogant. Yeah, I mean, you have hundreds of people chasing after you to honor you. Maybe it goes to your head. So he said, I'm just a piece of dung. People won't even know where I am. Uh, Reb Zutra. He couldn't just say, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's that word. Uh, yeah. It's not only dung, it's dung forever. <laughs> So, uh, it's lost forever. Okay. Rav Zutra, Now, they used to have the, um, the Yarke Kala, where tens of thousands of people would come to study, and they would uh, lift him up to the front. Uh, he also was afraid it would get to his head. So he said, It doesn't last. In other words, honor is fleeting. The person should never go to his head, because the second he's had the honor, it's gone. Okay, that's what he said. Okay, so then the Pasuk continues. We, we started this in uh, the Pasuk in Eiv. We said that the, um, when the wicked are... Or this is the Pasuk in Mishle, I guess, yeah. Seis the, um, When the wicked are given um, 
um, when they're given, when they're lifted up, it's not good for them. Now you might think, why not? The wicked get it good in this world, uh, but it's not good for them. And uh, what happened, the worst king uh, was Achav. Achav was one of those, his wife was Jezebel, Ezebel. And uh, he was uh, told that he was going to be wiped out uh, for his terrible sins. If you remember, he's the one who had his neighbor assassinated to take over his land. Uh, that was uh, Navos. And uh, amongst many, many things that he did, but he brought idolatry into the Jewish people. Uh, but uh, so uh, it's Hashem, he, there was a prophecy that he was going to be punished. So what happened was he, he actually took it seriously. In other words, most of the wicked kings, when they were told, they just ignored it. He took it seriously and tried to do tshuva, but he wasn't able to fix what he did wrong. He just said, I'm sorry, and wore sackcloth. And so over there, Hashem said, okay, because you've humbled yourself, since you've humbled yourself in front of me, you took it seriously, so Hashem said, okay, we'll push off the, uh, uh, the destroying of your dynasty. That'll happen in the next generation. So, but you might think that was good for him. That was not good for him. Because had he been destroyed, at least he might have gotten the Tome. He didn't get the world to come. Okay. Now, what about when Hashem is tough on the righteous? Well, a lot of times Hashem is tough with the righteous. Uh, he gives the judgment. That's actually good for the tzaddikim. We get no favoritism in this world, uh, well, but we'll get it in the next. So again, this is along with Pirkayavos, that uh, um, it's better to get it in this world than to get it in the next. Uh, the reward is reserved for the next world, and the punishment comes in this world. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, he didn't get any, any favors in this world. But that was good for him. Where, where, where are you seeing the end, that is, but it was good for them? Where do you see that but? I'm not seeing it in the Gemara. It says Tov, Tov Lahem. It's good for them. So how is it good? So the, the good must be in the, in the world to come. Um, I'm just not, because I wasn't seeing it in the world. Let's see. Um... Yeah, that, that's, that's my understanding. Why, what does it mean good? They're, they're being punished, they're being suffered. It's, it's good because in the, in the world, yeah, the Argomar isn't vocalizing it. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So by Moshe Rabbeinu it says, And had Moshe Rabbeinu not uh, uh, had believed in him, uh, he wouldn't have been time for him to be taken from the world. But Hashem uh, judges the tzaddikim strictly in this world. The, the, the righteous are lucky. That low dying shame zakim. Not only uh, do they get merit, they give merit to themselves, their kids, and their grandkids for all generations. Shekama banim hayula aron. Aron had many children. Shiroi listrif kanadav and avihu. This is scary, Rabbi Cohen, for us Kohanim. That uh, it could be that uh, really the more Kohanim, uh, Aaron's sons deserve to be burnt. Shenamar hanosarim. We're leftovers. Ella Sha'amdalam Skusaviam and the Skusavaran uh that uh we they uh they uh, we we these children, these descendants exist. Oilahem the Rishoyim. Woe to the wicked, low Daish, and not only do they blow it for themselves, Elishimhaiv Livnaim, they mess up for their kids, Livnaim and their grandkids, that's so called Doris. And he brings an example, Harba Banim Hailok Nan. Kanan, uh the uh grandson of Noah, had many kids. Shuroi Lishma Katavi Abdushurum Gamlil. Ragamlil had a Canaanite servant who was a tzaddik and brilliant. 
and he 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 should have had smicha. <laughs> and he wasn't even Jewish, but he was he was a half and half, and he should have had smicha. And there were many like him who could have had been leaders in the Jewish people. Ella shakovus avim karm lehem, but uh, they 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 the sins of their fathers made trouble for them. Kolamazaka, it's a rabbim. First wide line, anybody that does some benefits the community, somebody that influences the community in a good way, that protects them that they won't blow it. Anybody that causes the community to do sin, um, they won't be, Hashem won't make it easy for them to get out of trouble, to do tshuva. My time, what's the reason? He won't sin because since he got so many people to be righteous, to go to Gan Eden, and he's their Rebbe, he's their friend, so if he goes to Gehenna, they're going to miss him. So therefore, Hashem is going to help him. Since he got so many people, gave them their ticket to Gan Eden, Hashem is going to make it so that, uh, that uh, he won't end up in Gehenna. Shinam Rekilo, Yitzav Nafshu L'Shol, Hashem won't give up his soul to the Gehenna, Lotitim Kasev Lirosh Shachas. His, his, all the righteous people that are in, the, in heaven are going to miss him, so therefore Hashem will give him extra protection that he doesn't blow it. No, no, so uh, all people, as long as they're alive, have temptations, right? Or, or have a Yetzirah. So Hashem is saying that if a person influenced many people to do good, gave them a ticket to Gan Eden, so then Hashem will protect him that he not blow it that he not fall into Gehenna because then all of his people that are his friends and his disciples will be in Gan Eden and he'll be in Gehenna. That, won't, that, that wouldn't be right. And similarly, the other way around, because if he caused people to sin, it must be, he, Hashem won't let him do tshufa. Why? It wouldn't be fair. He got all these people into trouble and they're sitting in Gehenna because of him and he's sitting there in Gan Eden. <laughs> what, what are you doing there? You're the one who got us into trouble. Tamidim in Gehenna. Shenem Adam Oshik B'dam Nefesh Ad Bor Yonus Hashem won't allow him, won't make it easy at all for him to do teshuva. Okay. Oh my, so now we get back to the Mishnah. So we said that most people, Yom Kippur, teshuva uh, helps for everything. But what happens if a person says, Echta, I'll sin first, and then I'll do teshuva. Echta, then teshuva won't help. Teshuva only helps after the fact. But if, if you took Hashem for granted and you assumed that you could sin and get away with it, then guess what? You won't get away with it. Why did the Mishnah say it twice? Why did it say it twice? Once a person's done a sin twice, it's no longer like a sin to him. It's totally okay. The proof it's okay is he does it. What do you mean it's okay? It becomes to him like it's... Uh, he doesn't look at it like it's wrong. People, it's so interesting. We, people justify what they do. So once they've done a sin, it's automatically not a sin anymore. It's like it's totally okay because I did it. <laughs> so that must be it's totally okay. It's uh, it's strange like that. Like if a person hadn't done it, of course he would see it as a sin. But once he's done it, he justifies it. Uh, so that's not like Rebbe. The tiny Rebbe called a very Torah. Any sin, whether you chuva or not, you'll keep him and here we're saying that uh, this sin, Yom Kippur, won't work. Afilu Rebbe, Agav Shani. This is different. Since uh, you did it uh, because of it, Yom Kippur, well, even though Rebbe says Yom Kippur works for everything, he would agree if you 
uh, sinned and you relied on the fact that Yom Kippur is going to work, it won't work. Sins between man and God, Yom Kippur can work for. Ramalei Rav Yosef Bar Chava the Rav Avoh he has a question. Are you telling me that a virus between man and man, Yom Kippur doesn't work for? It says if a person sins between man and man and he davens to Hashem, so who is Hashem? Manokim Dina. So one second. So this sounds like if you sin between man and man, you can daven to Hashem for forgiveness. So what are we saying? There's no forgiveness on Yom Kippur between sins for Ben Amal Chavero. Umar answered, no, actually, it doesn't mean you go to Hashem. Over here, the Elohim means a judge. It might mean a person. In other words, if you sin between man and man, you're going to go to court. <laughs> you're going to get called to court. In other words, you'll have to face the music. There's no way out of that. In other words, between man and God, you can, you can do tshuva. Between man and man, uh, you got to get the other person to uh, forgive you. He's, he can call you to court. So Ihachi, if that's what if that Elohim means court, means man, so look at the second part. If you sin against Hashem, who's going to daven for you? So clearly we're talking about Hashem in this part. So, 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 so there's two things, there's two kinds of Averro. It's kind of understood it as a continuation rather than the, the, the I mean, right. In other words, well, why don't we say it's switched from judge to yeah, yeah, human There's two kinds of Averros. Yeah. So I think it understood it to mean from the second that that's who it was referring in the first. Okay. So the Morris says, I was wondering that too, but I think that's what it means. If you, um, uh, you sin against your fellow man and you daven to Hashem that he should forgive you, so then maybe Hashem. But uh, if you get Hashem angry at you, who's going to daven for you? Who are you going to daven to? In other words, you angered Hashem, so how do you return to him? So then we said, Chuvu Maisim Tovim. So the only thing that you could do is Chuvu Maisim Tovim. You can't Davin. In other words, Davining, apparently, if you sinned against Hashem, then you can't like turn to him after you, uh, you were in his face. But you could do Chuvu Maisim Tovim. That well, help. on the other hand, that's what we do on Rosh Hashanah. We all come into Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. right, with Havero. And yet we spend all day davening. In other words, we're trying to fix ours. We're so, trying to fix the pipe. That's society. what we got to do. Yeah. But, but Yechter Lashem is almost like you went out of your way to give it to Hashem. So to then directly turn to Hashem is very difficult. So that, the best thing is Shuvah Maisim Tovim. That's how you could and approach him. And then approach him, yeah. Which is why some people say you have Rosh Hashanah first. Yeah. First you got to crown him king. He's yeah, got to be a yeah, king. You're yeah. acting like he's not your king. Uh, that's right. That's right. Very then you good. can dive in. Mm, yeah. Kingdom. That's right. So there, let's see if we could find uh, the Rashi it. here. Um, there is. It's on the left. Uh, uh, it's on the right side over here, going to the left side. Man of the Kingdom. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Okay. Let's keep on going. Om Rebbeitzer. Call Malkus Gaver a few bedvarim. Anybody that wrongs their fellow man, even if all you did was. Uh, you call them names uh, with words. You still need to apologize. If you've hurt your friend, you've stumbled with your mouth. You st- your, your mouth got you in trouble. I'll say, Zos, do this. There's only one way to get around it. You have to apologize. And, or, and if you can't apologize, get other people to go to him and tell him you regret it. If you have his money, give his money back. Hit to a piece of yad. What happens if you can't even pay him back? 
you should have other people go to him in, in front of others and tell him you're sorry. When you apologize, you have to go with three rows of three people, of nine people, and you're the tenth. You go with rows. And you tell him, I, I regret what I did, and I didn't gain from it. Uh, if anyone that asks, apologizes to their friend, three times is enough. If you've, if you've apologized three times and asked forgiveness, that's enough. And what happens if you don't get to apologize? The guy died. So then maybe a servant, they ought to be bring ten people, and they go to the grave. This is a real thing. I'm, I'm aware of people that have gone to cemeteries before. I mean, because people wrong people, so that's uh, sometimes that's the only way to handle it. The Yomar Katasila Shem location. They ask forgiveness. They ask forgiveness in front of a minion. Uh huh. That's right. They bring a minion and they uh, they apologize and they uh, they ask forgiveness. I, I don't know that they ever heard that they got it, but that's a. I don't know. That's interesting. No, you're right. We, we go to before, Pete has a good point. We go before Rosh Hashanah. We ask forgiveness. Is that why we go? Uh, sometimes, um, sometimes I think it's just to remember the day of death, the shortness of life, even. But certainly, if a person's wrong, people, he's got to go to the cemetery. He got to ask forgiveness. Okay. Uloploni shikavaltibo, and the person asks forgiveness from Hashem and from so and so, who he's injured. But now with Borav brings this story. Rav Yirmiya Havile Milsa Lerev Ava Bahade. Rav Yirmiya had a um, uh, did something to offend Reb Abba. Also, also Vadisha to Reb Abba. So he went to Reb Abba's doorstep to ask forgiveness. Reb Abba didn't let him in. You know, was he? He's there at the door. Uh, so Bahade Deshadi Amasa Maya, the maidservant was dumping the chamber pot. Matis Rufi de Maya Aresha, and it hit him on the head. Not pleasant. Like the, the contents or the pot? The contents. Okay. So uh, she doesn't say she did it on purpose, but when you're waiting outside somebody's house and they dump, you know, that happens. So Amish, so... Uh-huh. Like she's just throwing stuff out of a pot out the door and he had to be in the It happened door. to be there, yeah. Not, he was like waiting there to apologize. And so... So he said, Asunika Ashba. But she didn't know he was there. I don't know. <laughs> so he said, they turned me into a garbage dump. <laughs> well, at least Hashem will pick me up. So now when this happened, Shama Rebaba, Rebaba, who was the rabbi who he came to apologize to, heard what happened, and he went out to him. He said, now, now I need to apologize to you. The, the roles are reversed. We don't know the rest of the story, but that was what happened. Okay. Happily ever after. Yeah. So the, Hashem maybe engineered it so they, they made up with each other. All these stories, they never ever hold grudges. Everyone, that's one thing that's consistent throughout all yeah. It doesn't seem like they hold grudges. That's right. Rav Zeyra, Ki when he would, people would offend him, Havi Cholofetani Lekamei, he would make sure to be around them to give them a chance to apologize. In order that they should see him and say, oh yeah, I remember, I'm sorry what I did to you the other day. There are people that regret what they do, uh, but they just never see the other person or have the chance to apologize. So he would give them the opportunity. Rav had a, had a mice with a butcher. There's always stories with the butchers, right? So, 
the butcher never came to apologize. So, um, uh, and he didn't even come Erev Yom Kippur. Some people, they're really embarrassed the rest of the year to apologize. Erev Yom Kippur, you can apologize and get away with it. Mocholi, mocholi, you know, you could say. So, um, he, he, so he said to himself, he said to himself, I will go to him. He's not coming to me. It's, it's really, you can't have a situation where people have grudges against each other. And ideally, he should apologize to me. But since he's not coming to me, I'm not going to, we need this, the Jewish people needs that people should get over their arguments. So I'm going to go to him. So Pagobe Ravuna, Ravuna said to, uh, ran into him and sees him going to the butcher shop. Where are you going? Where's the master going? I'm going to, uh, to appease Plony. I'm going to work it out with him. Whoa, he says, I was going to get somebody killed. And this isn't going to, this isn't going to work out for the other guy. Basically, he knew the butcher, and the butcher wasn't regretting what he did. So, he went to greet the butcher. And the butcher was chopping heads. It's one of the hardest parts to break up is the head of an animal. It's all bone. And so he was, he was pounding away on the bone. And he lifted up his eyes and he sees the, the rabbi there. So he says to him, Oh, you're Abba? Zil, get out of here. I'm not having anything to do with you. So the butcher, the butcher, uh, the butcher knew that he was coming to apologize and make up, and he kicked him out. Now the butcher continued chopping the head up. Bahadi de Kapoli Resha. While he was working on the head, Ishtamik Garma, a bone slipped out, Umechya Bakua, and uh, it hit him, the cutle, and killed the butcher. So it turned out he was right uh, that uh, Rav was going to get that butcher killed. Uh, he butchered that up. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently the bone went in his throat or something. He's using a different butcher. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, Rav, another story. He was uh, reading the verses. Let's see Rashi. Sudra, Parshas Mikrashonavim Oshoksum. You had a reader. Certain people read the read the text so that other people could discuss it. So Rav was the Pasasudra in front of Rebbe. I'll uh, as we turn the page, I'll Asa Rebchia. So after he started, Rabbi Hia, one of the students, came in and he missed the beginning. So Hadulari, I do that sometimes, right? So somebody walks in, okay, let's start, let's start that passage again, right? So he came back. So I'll, I'll say, fine. Then he started again. I'll Bar Kapara. Then Bar, Kar, Bar Kapara came in. So Hadulari, he started from the beginning of the verse. Also Rav Shimon Rebbe. Then Rav Shimon Rebbe comes in. Hadulari, he starts again. Um, Omar Rav Bar Chama, Omar Kulihai, Nahadar Nezo. I'm sorry, one second. So who came in? Asur Reb Chanina. It wasn't Omar. I read that wrong. Asur Reb Chanina. So again, first four rabbis that came in, he started over. The fifth rabbi was Rebbe Chanina, Bar Chama. Omar. So the the one who was reading said, Kulihai, Nahadar Nezo. How many times can I go back and read? No way, Jose. Lo Hadar, Lo Hadar. I'm not going back. That's enough. You came too late. So Rechanina got insulted. Ikhbud Rechanina. What do you mean? You started over for all the other rabbis. Why didn't you start over for me? 
So also Rav Lagabe, so Rav went to apologize here of Yom Kippur. It's Lay Samala Yom Kippur. Thirteen years in a row he went to apologize for Lois Pius. And he, he, he wasn't received. He he wasn't forgiven. So well, I thought you only go three times. Right. Hey, I thought you only go three times. You only go three times. Why did he go 13 years? Rav Shani. Uh, Rav was, uh, he was extra careful. He, he went beyond what he was required. So then Gemara says, But how could Rav Hanina be so strict? It's certainly understandable. If you had to start over four times, that by the time you do the fifth time, you don't want to start over and, anyway. And how did Rav Hanina even know I, that he started over the other yeah, few times? Who told him? Isn't that Lashonara? Yeah. How did he know that he, that he that he already repeated it before? Why didn't he come on time in the first place? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was disappointed yeah. and short of humble. You know how late he must have been? Right, right, right. That's right. Uh, so how could he do that? Now, even if he was, even if he was right, that he, they should have started over, you, anybody who forgives, Hashem forgives them. So how was it that he bared the grudge? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't give him forgiveness. What's going on over here? So now we know the rest of the story. The story was the following: Reb Chanina had a dream. that they hung Rav from a tree. Uh, hanging, from, hanging from a tree is a muscle that you're going to be the head of the yeshiva. You're going to be hung up high. The Gemiri, uh, and we have a tradition. Anybody that gets hung from a tree, Reisha Havi, he's going to be the head of the yeshiva. So Omar, Shmamina, now there's only one problem. He was the head, the rabbi, the, the one who. Yeah. So he said, Shmamina, Boilamavi Rishusa, that God, Hashem is telling me that he's going to make Reb Hanina in charge. And uh, I better not forgive him. You know, if I get him nice and angry, maybe he'll go to some other place and be Rosh Hashiva over there. So that's why he didn't want to forgive him because he was afraid if he forgives him, that means he'll take over. Or it means he might die. Right. So there is a Rashi here. Let's do a little bit of the Rashi if we don't get too far in it. Rashi, two lines from the top. He had a dream. He had a dream on Rav that he got hung on a tree. But who's Simon Nesias? That's a sign he'll be a prince, Rosh, ahead. The Gdula of getting raised up. Reb Hanina was the current Rosh Hashiva. We know that because earlier on it said he was going to take over the, the head. The Kishara when he saw this dream on Rav, he said, uh-oh, I'm dying. The fish ain't Malchus uh, and since he knew one, uh, one leadership can't touch another, you know what? Let me do a strategy to get him out of here. He'll run away to Buffalo. In front of me. Over there, he'll be the head. Why should I die because of him? So, yeah, you can't play with God. You know, you want to try to run away. It's your time to die. It's your time to die. No, no, no. He knew he was dying on a Shabbos. So he right. Was, so what, the way I understood it was he didn't see that he was going to die. He just saw that the other rabbi was going to be appointed the head. That for sure was that this other rabbi was destined to be put in charge of leadership. The only problem was we have leadership over here. So let me send him over there and then that way he'll be leader over there. So he, but still, he didn't want to step down. That's what it sounds like. Absolutely. Right. All right. 
stepping down meant uh, his yeah, time yeah, yeah. would be up. Right, okay. but, but it didn't work. So for 13 right. years, Rob right. wasn't elected. Right, so he didn't think that, it, he didn't see it that Hashem was telling him that he would die. He was just telling him that Rob would become the leader. So he was hoping that Rob would go to another base madrish so become that... Become a leader someplace else. That's right. That's how I understood the story. Okay. Then our rabbis taught, Mitzvah Vida Erev Yom Kippur Mikashecha. You say vidoy before it gets dark. Really, you should always say vidoy before Yom Kippur, not before Mincha. Not Mincha. But the sages said, You should say a vidoy before you eat. And really, we try to daven Mincha before we eat. We, we, we should very much try to daven Mincha Erev Yom Kippur before you eat. Why? Uh, before you eat and drink. Maybe you will uh, get drunk in the meal. Maybe your mind will get boggled. And you won't do the vidoy. The vidoy on Yom Kippur is so important that we don't take any chances. Now, even though you said vidoy before you ate and before you drank, you should say another vidoy after you eat and drink. Because um, maybe uh, the meal, uh, maybe you did something wrong in the meal. And so the Vido took care of everything until then. But maybe during the meal, Erev Yom Kippur, you weren't appropriate. So you should apologize again. And even though you said Vido at night on Yom Kippur, guess what? Yisvada Shachris. Say it again in the morning. Shachris Yisvada Musaf. You should say it again in Musaf. Musaf Yisvada Mincha. Say it again in Mincha. Mincha Yisvada Benila. This almost this, this line of thought is saying it's possible that you added to the sin in between that, which is. Right, but, right. We don't do the achet at Neila anymore. Right, right, we only right. We do the yeah. regular shaman. So, um, usually you understand that you say vidoy in case the earlier vidoy didn't do the trick. But this seems to say in case you did something wrong in between, uh, you say the vidoy. That, that's, that's this understanding. So there's a reason for it the second time versus a makeup. That's right. That, in other words, it's possible you have some new sin each time. <laughs> as long as we're alive, we never know if we've done what we're supposed and to. And the other, side yeah. of that, the other side of that one is, is if you're doing it again just in case you made some boo-boos. On the- That's right. Yeah, you left something out. But, you, know, but the, like, you see, certain ones of the list of the Ashamnus, you know, you're in Shul on Yom Kippur. Some of them you know you didn't do. You haven't yeah, murdered anything. Yeah. You, you didn't yeah, spill any know, blood, right? You know, yeah. Some of them. If you look yeah, at those art scrolls, the, ex- yeah, the expansion of just... But I'm, I'm not talking about the Al-Khaid. No, I'm, right not, right. I'm not talking about the Al-Khaid. I'm talking about the regular Ashamdu Bagad Nagazar, the little mini one. I, that's what I'm... If you look at the, No, no, what I'm saying is, but like, it's you're in Shul. It's Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. You didn't leave the Shul. You didn't talk to anybody during the Al-Khaid. That's your brain. I'm so, telling you, it's, it's yeah. impossible. It's not so, uh-huh. <laughs> thing is, all the ashams, all the alchites, it's all in the plural. It's not that we're necessarily davening just for ourselves. We're also davening right. from a part of the nation. Here, Richard, yeah, Richard, yeah. very good. Is that, is, does Modo hear that? In other words, when we... When we yes, have a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets uh, picked up on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I don't know what kind of patient listens to the that's right. Okay. Vehicle number. Okay. That's right. So where where do you add this vidui? So Yaki Omer, the uh, private person, says it after Shmon Esrei, and the Shliach Sibor, when they do the davening Chazor Sashats, they say it in the middle. My Omer. What are the words? So Rav Omer, Omer Rav Ato Yedei Raze Olam. God, you know the secrets. Vishmul says Ma Mikelei. 
It's interesting is that we're going to see that we actually include almost all of these in our, our veto, but Shmuel's we don't. I don't, we, I don't know what Shmuel said exactly. Maybe, but, maybe that's why the Minna gets to say, Shehamalas me mamakim. Right, I didn't know. Levi says, It says in your Torah, Rabbi Yochanan says, Levi is that, how do we have the chutzpah to ask forgiveness? Because it says in your Torah, we, that's all. In other words, we're, we're blaming it on you. Hashem, we really don't have the audacity to stand in front of you and, and beg forgiveness, but you, you promised. Rabbi Yochanan says, We can't even count our too much. Before I was created, any could I'm dust. Certainly in death. We are like a vessel full of embarrassment. And uh, may it be your will that I don't sin. And that which I've sinned, take it away with mercy, but not through afflictions. That's the Vida de Rava. Kulashaita de Ravnuna Zutra Biyom Tikipuri Omar Zutro. Um during the years of Ravhamnuna Sut uh Zutra, Ravnuna the Younger, on Yom Kippur Omar Marzutra, he used to say it, the the that Tvila. Marzutra didn't say it. El Delo Omar Avalanaktu Katanu. Um he wouldn't say uh Avo we have sinned, Avo Omar Av Avalanaktu Katanu. Second, He wouldn't say all those extra vidois. He would just say uh, the part after where we say we have sinned. Avul Omar, Avul Omar, Avul Omar, Once you've said that, you don't need all the others. It's always a question whether you say more, whether you say less. There's always more things you could say. Where do you see that that's the main vidoy? Because I was once in front of Shmuel. Once they said, come make, he got up. So you see, that's the main thing. Uh, we learned over there. Uh, arba pami, three times a year, there's four birchas kohanims in one day. Beyam shachris first in the morning, but most of his tomb and minchas is three. Obanila sharlem is four. That because the kohanim do birchas in Eretz Israel, where they do birchas, the kohanim are very busy and and uh, on uh, on Yom Kippur. Ela hei shloshim prakim. What are the three times of the year? Betinus when they have a tinus. Bamadus bamadus we had. That's when. The Yisraelim would get called up to the base of Mikdash. They were doing duty. Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is the third time of the year where we have four birchas kohanim. My Nila Shon. What's Nila? What is Nila? Where'd that come from? What does it mean, closing of the gates? Rav says, Lucy Yisera. It's extra Shmona Esrei. It's a whole extra davening. Uh, Shmuel says, not an extra davening. He says, Ma Anu Ma Chayenu. What are we? What is our life? It's a, uh, it's a, it's not a complete davening. It's a prayer uh, about the uh, the um, uh, 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 looking at ourselves and the value of life. Meisvei, what do you mean? It's not a davening. Or Yom Kippurim, Erev Yom Kippur, you daven seven and you say Vidoy Shachris, Mispalu Shevu Mizvada, and you you daven Shmona Esrei seven brachas you daven Musa Mispalu Shevu Mizvada, you daven seven Mizvada, Mimka Mispalu Shevu Mizvada, Menila Mispalu Shevu Mizvada. So clearly, it is a Shmona Esrei. 
So the Gemara said Tanohi. It's a, it's, it's a debatable whether there was a separate Shmona Esrei for Ni'ilah. The Tanya Yomaki Poim Kashegam is Palashem is Vada, the Kosum Bevido, Diva Rebeir. He said, You finish with a video. So if you want to, you could. So you see clearly that it was accepted that it was a full Shmona Esrei. Not like Shmuel said, where it was just a Tefillah. He came in front of Rabba Pasuk, he started this. The question is, what is the Nusach of this Shmona Esrei? Now, we've already davened all the possible services of the day. So what, what's there left to say? Like, what is there, Anila? So when he would daven Anila, he would start off with Atar B'chatanu, and he would finish Bama Anu Bama Chayenu. And he was praised by Rav Huna Breder of Nassim. Uh, but a, uh, a private person doesn't include that in the Shemona Esrei. He says it after his davening. We will stop here, five lines from the bottom, in the middle of our discussion about the Elah.